dangerous large uh, carnivore out there. Yeah, I saw that bird pick a young deer off the road and fly away. And uh, it was just about getting dark and we started panicking, running down the bridge, not really having any clue of storing rocks in our vicinity. Good size rocks. And uh, I stopped long enough to get a 357 out of my backpack and look back, and that's when I thought I saw one. This is Gunnar Monson. Just got back from the Sasquatch Summit, and uh, Shane was up there as well. And uh, we are back tonight. We're uh, having our friend of ours, Ed Brown, is our guest. So let's uh, talk a little bit about what happened at the Sasquatch Summit. Um, Johnny Manson put on another good show as usual, and uh, we had... uh, Tons of, of speakers from uh, Ron Moorhead, Tom Powell, uh, Tom Baker, David Ellis of the Olympic Project, Cindy Dawson of the Olympic Project, um, Scott Nelson talked about uh, crypto. Like he had, he's gone through uh, Ron Moorhead's recordings and identified what um, he believes is a language. Um, very cool stuff. Plus, we got to hang out with cool people. Bob Gimlin was there. Guy Edwards presented, and and we hung out with Guy, Tam, Tom Yamaron, just down down the list. Of course, um, members of our uh, Tillamook Forest Research Group were there. Larry Turner, Ball, Barbal Vera, um, Cindy, and Jared Cadell. So yeah, and we uh, had a good time. Shane, what do you think of the summit this year? Gunner, it was a absolute blast. Uh, like you said, Johnny Manson, uh, who we've had on the show before, he just did another stellar job um, with a fantastic summit with all the speakers. Uh, everything ran smoothly. Uh, it was just a pleasure being there, and I really thought uh, all the speakers did well. Um, I'm particularly proud of uh, you know the Olympic Project um, and what they uh, or what we shared, you know, with, with the public uh, and. Uh, show you know showing them 
some of our research and our, our um, ongoing work and collecting all this data and, and putting it together. And so kudos to, you know, Tom, you know, Tom Baker and, and Cindy Dosen and David Ellis uh, for just knocking it out of the park. But, uh, you know, um, Todd and Diane Neese, they did fantastic. Uh, I just enjoyed all the presentations. And uh, I know next year they've already announced they're going to have uh, David uh, Polides um, speaking, Jeff Meldrum. And of course, you know, Limb Project will be back. I'm sure Ron Moorhead will be back. And there'll be, um, you know, some more exciting um, guest speakers um, to be announced down the road here. But, uh, you know, one of the highlights for me was hanging out with, you know, Mark Marcel. He showed up. Uh, he was doing a presentation, actually, I think, uh, in Grace Harbor on the Ape Canyon, you know, um, event. And uh, it was just a pleasure talking with him. And uh, and uh, he uh, I will hopefully be a speaker there next year, I'm hoping. I, we'll see what happens. But, yeah, it was, it was, it was fantastic, really good time. Well, one of the the speakers that uh, wasn't on the schedule but but spoke Friday night was Mitchell Townsend, and if you haven't heard what if Monster X people haven't heard what Mitchell Townsend um, is teaches college level classes up in Washington and um, found a bone bone pile uh, that appears to have uh, large teeth marks in it. It's going through this whole process of from A to Z of, of uh, you know, eliminating known animals from from the possibility. And then subsequently, a couple of the, his students um, found uh, two additional bone piles that also had these large teeth marks in it. At least that's, that's what he's putting out there. And uh, um, I found that really interesting. Um, I like I like the science behind what they're doing. Um, I know that he's. Uh, some people don't agree with what his conclusions are, or have, have uh, you know stated that he's uh, jumping points. Um, I, I actually had the pleasure of speaking to his two colleagues, which are his father and son, at uh, the hopscotch that Shane and I did in uh, in Portland, and uh, they they acknowledged that there were some gaps between in the report of what, uh, but, but assured me that the links were actually there. They just, um, uh, they, they're going back and redoing some of the, the report to fill in uh, the information that was missing. So what do you think of uh, Mitch Townsend's presentation, Shane? You know, it was, it was, I did find it very interesting. Uh, you know, um it's got uh it's got a lot going for him. I just you know, gotta be careful that you know this this sort of you know, his presentation based on what he was providing, you know, it, you gotta be careful he can't say absolutes and uh, not that he directly did that, but I I think you just gotta be really careful, um and, and make sure your science and everything is backed up. Um and so, you know, overall it was a great presentation. Uh, it was interesting. Um, hopefully down the road he can expand and build upon this uh, and, uh, you know, verify everything, you know, 100%. You know, I, I have a lot of questions still on it. But, uh, you know, looking forward to, uh, looking forward to you know, his future, uh, his findings and his future work. And, uh, you know, he's, he's, at least he's, he's open and he's showing people what he's got. I give him credit for that and that uh, he'll answer any question. 
you may not like it, but you know it is what it is. So you know, uh, you know, he's doing what he's doing. Kudos to him. But uh, maybe next year he'll uh, be back with some some new findings. One of my favorite presentations with was uh, Cindy Dose, and I've seen her talk about um, her process for for hair analysis and how she eliminates uh, known animals. And of course, as she talks about in her presentation, is that they, you know, they nothing is no none of the hairs that she's had are per se. She can't identify them as Sasquatch because she hasn't plucked a hair from a Sasquatch. But there's a growing uh, base of, of unknowns that that uh, come up and, and look like human hairs based on the medulla and you know the the way that that the the um, structure of the hairs that they're not cow, they're not you know bear, they're not any known animal. So right. and her her process is very interesting to me how she has developed this way of of uh, get get going through a process where they what, she's eliminating every known animal and and so you and and for the most part pretty much all we have in bigfooting is interesting and unknown because we don't have a, a type specimen so mm-hmm. yeah yeah and i uh Wanted to mention as well, Gunner, uh, that you know it finally it went public. You know um, some of the recent findings with the Lint Project, with in regards to a possible, well, it's, they're definitely nests. It's a nesting site. Uh, what made those nests is the big question. Um, but the, you know, Derek Randall's uh, has come across some possible, uh, n- you know, nests, uh, and they're very interesting. And there's a lot of stuff, you know, that was shared at the summit on this, uh, you know, just kind of a teaser really, because, you know, Derek, uh, could not make it to the summit this year, but I know that, uh, he was, you know, happy to share that. And it's, it's really exciting because I think it's, you know, the possibilities are, are huge, you know, especially, you know, you know, finding hairs there that were sent to Cindy Dosen and came back unknown and they look rather human-like, but they're just, it's just really interesting. And so the, I know the, the summit, Attendees were pretty enthralled with uh, some of the pictures shared in the, the backstory on it. So, well, why don't you go into a little bit more detail about what what was shared and and um, because as a as a key member of the a core member of the Olympic project, you have a little bit of uh, uh, more knowledge than the general public does, and let's let's talk about that. That was it was one of the, the highlights of of the summit for me too, that that was uh, made public, pictures were shared. And I, I know that Derek has talked some about what the conditions under which they were found and, and how it came to his attention and that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, you know, I'll, I'll expand upon it a little bit. I'll keep it brief. I uh, want to get to our guest here, Ed. But, uh, you know, basically uh, uh, Derek uh, was contacted by somebody involved with the you know timber uh, timber company a very very large timber company and and uh, he had uh, he was a uh, like a surveyor he would go out there and he would go in these remote areas that hadn't been logged in 50 plus years whatever and he would you know tag and mark stuff to be logged and he was pretty remote uh, up in washington and came across uh, a couple of nests that he hadn't seen in his 30 years of doing this and he was just blown away and so 
he had no idea what it was. He was kind of creeped out, got out of there, got a hold of Derek and uh, got a hold of some of the, you know, his bosses and whatnot. And, and uh, Derek Randalls and James Million went up there, and all of them were just blown away. Um, what they did, what they saw, I think originally they found five nests. In total now, I think there's eight. Uh, these nests were, you know, three feet, some were three feet wide and, and eight feet long. Um, some were smaller. They were on fairly close proximity. Um, but in, they were all made out of um, uh, the local, you know, the, the bushes and whatnot in these areas, uh, I think mostly berry. And they were somewhat constructed on the ground, uh, Though there was, there is one nest in a tree that there's still no one's actually gone up there to check it out. Um, we're kind of leaving the area uh, alone, but everything around this area in the 360 degree, it was snapped off. Everything snapped off. It looks like, you know, well, it, it was used to construct the nest, uh, but everything in this area is just snapped off. It's pretty incredible, and uh, the nests are some of them are a foot, you know, uh, in depth of with uh, twigs and you know debris. So um, pretty, pretty thick. At, at, and these nests are set up almost militarily, like they're just—it's just very, you know, strategic. At, and it's on—it's on, a, it's on a, a bluff. It's on on a you know high on a ridge point, <clears throat> overlooking, you know, um, small stream and whatnot. But you, you can't get into this area. I mean, if, if something's up there and you're trying to get up to this area, it's going to hear you coming a mile away. It's a very there's just no way to sneak in there. And at at the point nest, there were two rocks, um, roughly softball-sized rocks. And they, they had scuff marks all over them from being knocked together. Uh, that's what it appeared to be. And so, and there was hairs found there and whatnot. <clears throat> it's an ongoing research area, but it's just really fascinating. I mean, that's just a brief um, little synopsis, you know, a little, little tidbit of it. But that's that's the gist of it. Uh, no, no one's seen a Sasquatch up there, but... These guys, you know, some of the timber and whatnot, they were just blown away and kind of freaked out. They had never seen anything like this, and uh, and it was just uh, pretty pretty compelling in a lot of ways, but not absolute. So, you know, uh, we can't say definitively Sasquatch made these nests, but we're hoping to, you know, continue to study this area and uh, see where it leads us. Well, the the area is is under ongoing surveillance and and uh yeah the rock thing was pretty compelling to me um if i remember right there was actually a nest made in in uh some bushes that was not on the ground and um in correct in conversation correct. we were talking about how um gorillas will do the a similar thing they actually teach the the younger gorillas how to make nests and they actually will make practice nests up off mm-hmm. the ground, so that was that was pretty interesting. Yeah, and and down the road we'll elaborate more on this for sure. Uh, I think sure. it's a good uh, talking point and something talk. of interest. But yeah, again, nothing conclusive at this point, but really interesting. So, mm-hmm. well, our guest today is is Ed Brown. Ed is the host of a popular YouTube show. In, sitting down with Ed Brown. So, uh, Shane, if you would bring Ed on. Hello, Ed. Hey, Shane. How's it going, guys? Going great. How are you doing? Great. How are you doing? Man, I'm doing good. I'm excited to be sitting here with, uh, my gosh, are you kidding me? 
Gunner, Mr. Sasquatch Coffee Monson, and Shane Hardcore Carson. Are you kidding me? This is awesome. Thank you, Ed. Well, thanks. Great to be with you, too. So how was you guys this weekend at the Sasquatch Summit? You guys, I sounds like you guys had a great time. No, we did. I, I, uh, um, sorry if, if there's a little bit of a delay. Um, we've had some technical difficulties with some echoing, so I mute myself in between when I'm not talking. So, uh, <laughs> excuse us if, if we're a little slower today than usual. We're trying to uh, not hear or hear or hear ourselves over and over and over again. So, <laughs> so we had a great time. The only thing we're missing at the Sasquatch Summit this year, Ed, was you. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what. I, I one of these one of these times I'm gonna I'm gonna get out there because I I've heard nothing but good things about the, the event, um, what they're what they do out there, and uh, it's it's definitely on my on my bucket list. Uh, maybe next year. Maybe in fact, I, I probably will next year. That'd be awesome. So, Ed, for the the monster extras that that may not know you, would you uh, share a little bit about yourself? Sure, sure. Um, Ed Brown, I, I host uh, two YouTube shows, uh, one called Sit Down with Ed Brown, where I talk to uh, all, all the big names. You know, I try to get as many big names as I can, and, uh, you know, we've talked to everyone from, I mean, Bob Gimlin, Mr. Derek Randalls, uh, Dr. Meldrum, um, and, and the list goes on and on and on. I mean, we've done, gosh, I can't even tell you, I don't even know how many shows we've done, to be honest with you. I have no clue. And then I also do... Sasquatch Encounters, where I talk to just average, ordinary, everyday people who have had encounters, and I give them an opportunity to share those encounters in a, in a format where I just basically shut up and let them talk. And, and, and it's such an interesting, I love hearing those real encounters. You know, it's, it's awesome. And that's one of my, actually, my favorite things, too, and I, and I do love your encounter shows because that's it, it's just like you know being there with the witnesses and uh, and that's always one of my favorite things about Bigfooting is hearing people's encounters because I have not had my confirmation experience yet where you know with the sighting so I have to live vicariously through through <laughs> others encounters at this point but uh, so what Ed got you into I mean what what made you decide that you wanted to uh, talk to people about Bigfoot and and uh, where did your interest in the topic originate from? Sure. Uh, the interest in the topic originated when I, when I was little. I was in elementary school, and I remember seeing that famous Patterson-Gimlin film, and, it, and it's funny because I knew right away that you know, this was a living, breathing, blood, flesh-and-blood animal, you know, and, and I, I, I just knew it even then. So I always had the interest, but I was never really into it until about uh, eight years ago. I had injured my back at work, and I was out of work for, for a while, eight, about eight months. And uh, I, so I decided to write a book. So in order to do that, I wanted to get as much information as I could. So I researched it, and I, I read hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of reports, and, and just and I just fell into it, you know, like really hard Um then a few years ago, I, I got on Facebook and met a buddy of mine, Dan Lindholm, out of Oregon. Um, he goes under the, uh, the umbrella of Big Truth, and together we, we started started the shows. So it was uh, it was just kind of a, 
I guess I was in the right place at the right time. And and it's not just me. I owe so much to you know friends like Derek Randalls who who helped me tremendously. I wouldn't be where I am without Derek Randalls. I, I, I can tell you that. Um, Dan Lindholm, you couldn't ask for a better partner. I couldn't do what he does, and, and he says he can't do what I do. But it's it's easy. I just shut up and let people talk. <laughs> <laughs> Ed, you know you 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 have you. You're, you're, well, first of all, you're fantastic. Uh, your interview process and and the guests that you get are stellar. Uh, you know, I love listening um, to to your shows because I every time I listen, I learn something. And you got great questions, and uh, you know, just your your whole method is is fantastic. What? How do you? I mean, when you go into if it's an encounter uh, your, with your encounter show or with sit down with Ed Brown. I mean, what what do you do going in there to prepare, and and you know, what's your line of approach with these guests? Well, that's a, that's a great question, and it's funny because it's it's changed over the last couple of years. You know, when I first started doing it, what I did was I would have like a list of like twenty questions, and then mm-hmm. as I as I asked them, I would kind of mark them off the list. But as I listened to the shows, it, it almost sounded rehearsed, if you will. So what I do now is, man, I, I honestly, I just bring them on, um, and then however they answer the questions, it just leads the conversation. Um, I, I don't prepare in any way other than um, who, who my guest is, and, and, a, and, a, and I try to come up with an introduction. Other than that, it's uh, it's all ad lib. Just go with the flow. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and that brings so much quality to your show, too. I can tell because – it's, it's, but it's very natural for you, and you make the guests feel so comfortable. Uh, it's that's a true, um, it's a special technique and a, a gift, and you got that, man. I mean, I really enjoy listening to you. <laughs> well, good, good, and I appreciate that. That's a great compliment coming from you guys. I mean, you guys have a great show yourselves, you know. I mean, and 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 you said something that I was going to say to you, and I'm kind of mad you took my line, but I was going to say every time I listen to your show, I learn something new, and I think that's what makes a good show. When you can be objective and listen, whether you are on that side of the fence or not, it is irrelevant. You're, you're, you're never going to learn if you're not open to other theories and ideas. You know, so, so so I try to be as open as I can, and I let people um, I let people have the floor. Yeah, yeah, and and that's you know when when people are listening to our shows, you know that's really what it's about. It's you know. I know you don't do it, and I know we don't try to do it. Is make it about us? We try to make it about, you know, the guest. Uh, whatever right. they want to talk about is on the table, and I, you know, love letting them run with it. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. and that's exactly what what it should be. I mean, it's funny because I tell, and you, and you can ask anybody I've ever talked had on the show. I tell everyone this before I start. I say, you talk as much as you want. You be as detailed as you want to be because no one listens to these things to hear what I got to say. They want to hear what you have to say. So I, I put that out there with everybody I talk to. Yeah. Now, Ed, what do you – what is your – you've interviewed a lot of people. Do you have any favorites uh, that have stood out to you? Uh, and any of your guests, you know, just blown your mind? Uh, you know, do you have any personal favorites? Oh, you know, I, I tell you what, I love them all. I really do. I really do. But I'm, I want to tell you, there is nobody, nobody will come close to sitting down, literally sitting down with Bob Gimlin. He, we did a, a video. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, Scott, are you kidding me? 
I mean, if you look at me during that entire interview, my jaw is literally sitting on the table because I just cannot believe I am sitting next to Idol, my hero in this in this thing, you know. And uh, definitely, definitely by far my favorite one ever. Um, mm-hmm. But I, but again, you know, like I just I just interviewed uh, Ken Earhart, and I had a I had a great conversation with him because I was able to talk about other cryptid animals that I don't normally get to talk about on my show because I'm in that little box of uh, Bigfoot, you know? So I had a lot of fun with that one. Uh, and Ken was great. Ken was, man, we were laughing, having a great time, and uh, that's what a, that's what it's supposed to be like, you know? And it was fun. So, but literally, everyone I've talked to, I, I've enjoyed every time. I kid you not. Yeah, that that, that particular interview with Bob uh, uh, was top top shelf, stellar interview, very yeah. candid. Uh, I you know, I thought I, I've, I've sat down with Bob uh, loads of times, and I there was stuff you, you, that you got him to talk about I had never heard before, and uh, one of the all-time favorite interviews I've ever heard. And so, uh, well, you know, thank you. goes oh yeah, absolutely. You know, Bob is um, what a pleasure. Uh, you know, and I'm glad you got the opportunity at Beachfoot to do that. Uh, oh my gosh, it's really uh, yeah. I, I got I got to tell you the story how this came about. This is actually kind of funny. We were, um, you know, we were talking to Bob, and, and, and you know how Bob is, man. He he will sit and talk to anybody. I first met Bob at the Ohio Bigfoot Conference a couple of years ago, and I tell people this because to, to me it just tells what kind of character he has and what kind of guy he is, but I was talking to him, and he made me feel like, and of course this isn't true, but he made me feel like the only reason he came all the way to Ohio was to meet me. You know, and that just tells you what kind of personality he has. So I'm at Beachfoot, and and Dan and I are, are talking to him, and I and I mentioned just said, you know, I would love to have you on the show sometime. In my mind, I'm thinking maybe I could, you know, do a Skype interview with him or something like that at some point in the future. He looks at his watch. He goes, well, "Let's see, it's 12:30 now. Can I meet you up at your RV at 1:30?" I'm like, "Um, yeah," <laughs> you know, so. It wasn't even like a planned thing. He just—it's just the kind of guy he is, and and Bob's just—I mean, he's—he's he's my hero. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and we got—I uh, know one of the other interviews um, that you did earlier uh, in the year, and he was actually a presenter. You know, at the summit was Mitchell Townsend, and he's actually in our, our mm-hmm. chat room right now. But yeah, that was another stellar interview. Uh, and do you mind uh, talking about that a little bit? Uh, you know, because he, you know, he did a great presentation at the summit. It was very interesting. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and I'm going to add real quick that Mitch is also one of those guys who is—he's just a great guy. You know, when I I went to Montana about a month ago, and I was going up, and while I was going to be there anyway, I was going to look into a um, a skeleton that a deer skeleton that was found in a tree. You know, and mm-hmm. I actually. You know, I, I reached out to Mitch, and I'm like, hey, man, you know, I, I, this isn't my arena, so I was hoping maybe you could give me some advice. And he, and he was just so down to earth. He's just like, yeah, yeah, here's what you're looking for. You know, call me when you get there and tell me what you see. If You know, maybe we can collect them. We got there, and, and, I, and I, you know, to be honest, I didn't feel like it was a Bigfoot-related um, situation. So, you know, I, I called Mitch from there, and I said, man, I promise you I'd call you, but, um, you know, it's, it's probably not – what I thought it was. So, but he's so open to that. You know, he was so glad to help. So that's how it kind of tells you about him as well. But during the interview, you'll notice that he's extremely, extremely intelligent. 
you know, he's an outdoorsman. He's got that. He's got that experience outside. He's got. Um, he he understands the terminology. He knows what he knows what he's talking about. You know, it's not. You know, he's not just look, opening up a book and looking for a phrase and going, okay, this fits, so let's use that. You know, he he already knows it. Uh, very very smart guy, knows the stuff. And and I'll tell you what, I I, I have yet to hear anyone give a a logical explanation as to why what he is saying isn't accurate, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so far, it's, as far as I'm concerned, anyway, so far the, uh, the evidence is standing for itself and I'm pretty excited to hear where it goes next. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, you know, and I know he's probably running into the same battles that uh, a lot of, um, you know, citizen scientists and even, you know, uh, some of the, the well-known uh, academic, you know, people involved with this subject is that is getting, you know, science as a whole, academia as a whole involved to look at this seriously. And, uh, I, you know, I know uh, I'm glad he showed up at the summit and, and, and gave a great presentation. Um, do you think, do you think academia will ever, uh, see enough to, to take this more seriously or get more involved? I, I think it will. I, I really think it will, and I think uh, I think we can thank Mitch for being a pioneer in that because, uh, you know, I, I, from my understanding, he's developed a couple different classes just for like adult education. You know, furthering your education and understanding, and it's not just Bigfoot. It's the you know understanding what you're seeing when you're out in the wild. If you understand what you're seeing, you're going to have so much more fun. It's you're, you're going to enjoy it more. Um, you know, it's not such a mystery. You know, so I, I you know I think Mitch for being a being a pioneer, and, and I, I, I think that it will catch on. I think you're going to see it more and more, and and I, I wouldn't be a bit surprised. Yeah, fantastic. Who, who else? Who else? Ed, do you think is kind of, you know, on the right track, or, or a bit of a pioneer, or or is going about things the right way? Do you? Is there anybody uh, out there? Do you think that uh, is doing some real legitimate stuff that that may help uh, get us some answers? Sure. I, I'll tell you what. I think. Uh, you know, I'm going to go back to Derek Randall's one when I answer that question. Derek, Derek has you, – you you don't see a whole lot coming out of the Derek Randall's or the Olympic Project camp, and that's because mm-hmm. because you guys scrutinize it so much before you ever release anything that if you're going to release something, you're, you're going to have a pretty good idea that it's something important, you know? So I think that the approach the Olympic Project as a whole is taking on is excellent. And I wish that there were more, more uh, researchers like that. You know, um, you, you do get kind of it is frustrating to hear, you know, researchers every time they see. A, and I'm not kidding you. This is a true story. I saw a video one time, and I don't know who put the video out. And if I offend anybody, I'm sorry. But there was a this field of these twigs that were supposed to be like you know four feet tall. And every one of them were snapped off, snapped off at the same spot in this entire field. You know, and so the wind obviously came through and snapped them off. They're all laying in the same direction. And this guy in this video is like, you know, look what Bigfoot did. Bigfoot did this. He took, must have taken him hours. And, and now I'm going, okay, I, I understand, you know, you, you're excited when you see something you don't understand, but look into it first. You know, look into what you're presenting as evidence. And I, I think once you do that, I think it's going to make you a more credible uh, researcher. Yeah, yeah. I, I completely agree. You know, that's it, it is anybody can throw anything on social media or anywhere nowadays and 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 get the shock and awe. Um but it really Absolutely. doesn't do the 
yeah, it really doesn't do the subject any good. Uh, you may get a few likes or um, a nice, some nice comments or something, but at the end of the day, what does it all mean? You know, I mean, and I think it's very important, like you said, Ed, you know, you got, you got to vet this, your, your findings, you got to vet this stuff, uh, not just within your organization or group or individuals, but outside that. And, and, uh, you know, I know the Olympic project is, is definitely doing that. And I know there's other groups out there. There's some really good groups out sure. there and individuals for sure. But I think that's one of the biggest issues though. Uh, I think social media, you know, it's, it can be a good thing, but it's also a bad thing. And I think that absolutely, yeah, I, uh, you know, hopefully down the road. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I, I was just going to add that there is like one more step to that whole process, and that is being able to accept constructive criticism. You know, um, if someone has come across that and they know exactly what it is, be open to, okay, that wasn't Bigfoot related. You know, thank you for your, for your advice. You know, thank you for letting me know. And I, and I think that's just as important as looking at your own evidence also, you know. And on the other flip side of that, you know, there are, a, you know, certain people out there who just like to down people and harass people and things like that. And, and, and you know, they should probably be more constructive also, but <laughs> I I digress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it should yeah. be a, cut, it be a cutthroat world. <laughs> yes, it is. So one of the... The things that, and I, I'm going back to uh, Mitchell Townsend's presentation, is that he has opened the, and challenged the scientific community to take his findings and run them through the grinder and to, you know, refute his findings. So, exactly. Um, exactly. I mean, how much more can you ask for somebody who's who's doing due diligence with the, you know, the, with the science of it and 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 ha- leaving it open, he's not, you know, he's not stuck on the conclusion, and and he wants wants it to be challenged so that it can stand up through uh, other scientists re- reproducing, uh, going through the his data and and challenging it. Um, I know that he's working with uh, Dr. Bendernagel and uh, and uh, Dr. Meldrum. And and asking for input, you know, what what should I be doing better? And and that was impressive to me. I had an opportunity to to uh, talk with him um, for a while yesterday morning, and uh, he wants he wants the scientific community to look at his uh, the results that he and his his research partners have put together. So uh, sure. to me, that 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 to me adds legitimacy to somebody's efforts. Does that they they're not a closed door; they're an open book, and and we need that in in uh, this field because the burden researchers, Bigfoot researchers, and I said it before, are you know bemoan the fact that science does not um, is not open to to uh, looking at the Bigfoot uh, topic, and but we have to approach science in the way that they're willing to to accept, and I think that that. Mr. Townsend is is doing that. So kudos to him. I do appreciate the, that, that the effort that he's put into that. So I, I could I couldn't agree more. Uh, you know, like I said, Mitch is a, Mitch is a great guy, and and I agree with you wholeheartedly. You know, if you're if you have evidence and you're saying go ahead, 
you know, rip, rip it apart, <laughs> and they can't, then you've got something pretty good, you know. So kudos to them, I agree. Well, Ed, what what is uh, coming up with you? What else kind of uh, projects are you working on? I know that you're busy with with that. Uh, I know how busy it keeps us just doing uh, one uh, podcast. Uh, what's going on with you with with uh, your your upcoming shows and and uh, what else have you got going on? Well, yeah, as far as the shows go, as of right now, we're working on a couple of Sasquatch Encounters episodes, and uh, we're working out lining up the guests for that. Um, I haven't talked to them personally yet, which I try to do with all of those episodes. I want to talk to them first so that I know kind of what to expect, you know. And uh, so we're working on that. Um, but, I, but I'll tell you, I, I do have something, uh, and, uh, and actually I was hoping I could kind of announce it on your show, if that's okay with you. Please do, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, well, about a month ago, uh, Michael Cook, who is the founder of the Kentucky Sasquatch team and I, we drove to Montana for the first ever Big Sky Bigfoot Conference where uh, Michael was a speaker and, and I emceed the event. And it was a nice little event. You know, it was a small scale, but it was but it was a lot of fun, had a great time. But we were talking and, and we and we we met with a, another gentleman who was also a speaker. He's an author, uh, lives in Washington, in Kennewick, Washington. And we met him, and, and we were talking about, you know, how cool it was to have, you know, to listen to these people who aren't real well-known, but they're getting an opportunity to talk on a stage. So, so we decided, why don't we come up with an event where we can let uh, the up-and-comers who, who aren't very well-known yet – share the stage with some of the biggest names in the business. So that's what we did. We put together a, a speaker list, which is, is going to blow your mind, uh, at least it blows <laughs> my mind. And uh, <laughs> so I'm going to talk a little bit real quick about, about my, my co-founders real quick. Cause, uh, yeah. We got one, Mr. Michael Cook, who, who lives in Kentucky, um, lives near uh, Lexington. Uh, he, about 15 years ago, he had a an ex- <laughs> pretty scary experience and I actually interviewed him about back in February and he he was a he was a speaker at the at the conference so we went down and uh sorry I kind of got off track there I apologize Michael co-founded or founded the Kentucky Sasquatch team which has been uh looking into encounters and been doing researches doing researching uh with with all the encounters in Kentucky he's he's done hundreds of encounters um, you know, went out on many, many, many expeditions. Uh, he's got some pretty cool evidence as well. You know, he's got a really cool footprint that, that they found um, and some, some a lot of interesting things. But along him, along with Russell Acord, who is an author out of Kennewick, Washington, and I'll tell you a little bit about him real quick because he's, he's not really in the Bigfoot community, but he wrote a book about Bigfoot called Footprints of a Legend. And He's a great author, a really great author, but the guy's got a really good head on his shoulders. In fact, you can go to the International Bigfoot Conference Facebook page, and there's a link for both of them on there. But um, Russell's a great guy. He, we all kind of brought something different to this, and what we did was we created the first annual International Bigfoot Conference, which will be held in Kennewick, Washington, 
September 2nd, 3rd, and 4th of next year. Um, our website will be up very soon. We were hoping to have it up by, the, by this interview, but unfortunately um, just a couple little things are snagging it up, but we're going to have it up in the next week or so. Um, but we put together a great list of speakers. We've got some events going on. We've already got a couple sponsors, as a matter of fact. Um, Sasquatch Coffee, Mr. Gunnar Monson, is going to be one of, one of our uh, sponsors. So we're excited about that. And um, you, are you guys ready for the speaker list, by the way? Oh, heck yeah. Hit, hit us oh, with it. Yeah. All right, here we go. I'm, I'm, I'm going to start with our up-and-comers. Uh, we have Miss Becky Cook. She lives in Idaho. She's an author. She has been um, witness, witnesses, and, and she's written a couple books about the story she's hearing. Um, she was actually at the Montana event as well. And I'll, I'll tell you, she's a great speaker, great lady. Uh, she's going to be a lot of fun to have on stage with, with these big names. Um, we also have Misty Alabaugh. She's become a, a very good friend of mine. Uh, she lives in Montana. She's been researching for over 20 years, and she's also authored two books. And she has two more coming out, as a matter of fact. So, so it's going to be a lot of fun to listen to what she, listen to her experiences and what she's got going on. Then we got Mr. Kurt Brown out of California. Uh, he lives down in um, lives down in California, and uh, he's been researching. I'm, I'm not quite sure how long, but I know it's been a very long time. He's uh, been out in the mountains. He goes out for sometimes weeks on end. Which is which is great. Um, I've known Kirk now for a while. We talk on the phone a lot, and uh, he's going to be a great addition as well. So we're getting these three up and comers an opportunity to speak with guys like Stacy Brown Jr. You know, I mean, he, he's going to be there. We were just talking about Mitchell Townsend. Mitchell Townsend's going to be there speaking as well. And of course, Shane and Gunner, you guys have agreed to speak as well. So we're, we're excited to have you guys with us too. Um, Todd and Diane Neese are going to be there speaking. Derek Randalls will be there. Kim Gerhardt will be there. Adam Davies will be there. Dr. Jeff Meldrum will be there. I think we put together a fabulous list of speakers, and I just can't wait to sit down and just listen to all these guys talk. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, I'm. I'm really honored um, that you asked us to speak. Uh, Ed, and, and to be uh, lined up with, um, well, what a cracking list of people! Uh, you got a little bit of everything. It sounds like um, coming, come, you know, coming into this 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 uh, uh, conference. I'm I'm super excited about it. Uh, I think it's going to be, uh, you know, the place to be and the place to go. And you're going to want to be there. I'm, you know, I'm I'm just jazzed. <laughs> I I I tell you what, I I've been I've been biting at the chomps to to talk about this openly, you know, kind of in an open forum like this because I'm so excited about it. And, uh, you know, from top to bottom, the list is it's just full of people with great experiences, um, great knowledge, um, great ideas and theories and, and research. And it's going to be – it is going to be the event to see, you know. And, and, and I'll tell you what, I, I love all the events. Ohio does an awesome job. Mark DeWurst does a great job up there in Ohio. Um, you know the summit. I haven't been there yet, but I, I I know I know it's a good event. That's all I hear. Good things. You know. I just hope that someday people can see this as a part of that. You know, and and, and another another just another way to get that education that that all these great conferences offer, and, and that's our goal. But we but we want to do it in a way where we're we're going to give people who don't have 
an opportunity who because they just don't get asked to speak because all the things are so huge at all these other events. We want them to have that opportunity, and and that's what we're and that's what we're going to get them. You know, so every year we're going to be bringing in new up and comers and giving them an opportunity, and hopefully some of these up and comers will come back as stars later. You know, <laughs> so that's our goal. Yeah, you're really really uh, bridging some gaps here with with. Uh not just research, but some of these, these conferences and summits, you know, you get a lot of the big names and they're fascinating. And, but I, I totally agree. I love to hear from those that don't get a voice or a platform. And this conference is going to, it's going to be unique in a lot of ways just for that particular uh, subject, just getting these new and upcomers, the, the, those that are not heard um, a chance to uh, share some of their research, their ideas. Uh, This is, this will, you know, and I love, Every conference and summit that I've been to, I, I mean, I'm, I'm picky, but I, I've enjoyed every single one. This is going to be unique, though, just for that very reason. Absolutely, absolutely, and, and, and we did that. That was that was kind of what started this entire conversation, and and, and we we put this together like really, really fast. I mean, these guys, these guys, Michael and and, and Russell have, I mean, they have put the nose to the grindstone, and, and we have put together a great event. I mean, we're going to have a class where people can come into it and and learn how to make casts of their own foot. You know, um, we're going to have um, door prizes. We're going to have, you know, vendor booths. I mean, we we've got it. We've got it pretty well laid out. And I I'll tell you what, I I'm excited. I know these guys are excited. Uh, they actually wanted to come on with me today for this for this little section and and kind of talk about it as well. Um, but we didn't want to talk over top of each other, so we decided it was probably best we just did with one. But uh, I'll tell you what, if you get a chance, look up the Kentucky Sasquatch team and look up uh, Footprints of a Legend, because I'm telling you, that's a great book. I'm, I'm telling you, this guy's a great author, and he's got a great head on his shoulder. He's uh, He's been kind of our uh, our glue to get to pull this thing together. Um, you know, he's, he's the leader. Yeah, yeah. The uh, it sounds too, you know, one of the nice things about conferences, and you know, a lot of people go, well, you know, what's what's shared at these conferences? What's new? Is it just a big, you know, pat me on the back sort of thing? And and I, you know, most of the time, those that haven't are making these comments have never really been to one. They're just looking at the the names, um, uh, the guest speakers. But there's a lot that goes on at these conferences, and one of the my favorite parts of, of attending them is not just hearing the the research and the new ideas, but it's the collaboration. It's meeting up with those that you know that aren't known uh, that show up to these these conferences and summits uh, to to share and to speak and to learn because uh, I usually I always get way more out of them than I I bring I, I, you know this this past weekend at the Sasquatch summit you know I got to meet a lot of people that had encounters are doing their own little research um, you know and they're they're asking for help or ideas or or just some collaboration. And uh, something like what you're going to be putting on sounds just right up that alley where, where uh, there'll be a, people can get a chance to collaborate and talk and mesh ideas together. And uh, that is just, you know, that's stellar. That's my favorite part of, of attending these, these summits and conferences. I, I couldn't agree more, and I'm glad you touched on that because one of our, one of our focus points to, to, to throwing this thing was, you know, all the other conferences are great, and I and I, and I love everyone I've been to, and and they're awesome. But we wanted to have this one have a reason to exist, you know. 
it's it's got a purpose, and that purpose is to to bring the the voices that aren't normally heard to a stage with some of the biggest names in, in the entire community in the business. I mean, how, how often can someone say that they shared a stage with Dr. Jeff Melder or Shane Corson and Gutter Monson? I mean, you know, I mean, that's huge. <laughs> well, you're far too kind, but I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, like I said before, I'm really looking forward to this, <clears throat> this upcoming conference. Are you still... Are you still looking for? Uh, are you still seeking out speakers, or you got a packed show already? I mean, it sounds like you do. We, yeah, our speaker list is is packed. We we are we are good there. Um, in fact, we it was funny because I, I I didn't expect everybody to say yes, and and I, and I but I'm ecstatic that we got the list we got. I mean, we I mean one of my best friends, Derek, you know, in this community, I mean, Derek Derek Randall's. I mean, just like right away, snap of a finger, man. He and he's like absolutely. You know, Todd and Diane East, you know, absolutely. Um, you know, Shane, you had to call me back. You had to think about it. And uh, that's okay. <laughs> you know, you you did call me back. You brought Gunson and, uh, Gunner in with you, which is great. Um, you know, so everyone I asked answered very, very quickly. And, and, I'm, and, I, and I'm just ecstatic. And it makes me feel good. It makes me feel like, okay, you know, th- these guys, you know, these guys know what this is about. And I told everybody what it was about. And, and it's exciting. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's funny because I did have to, um, I did have to think about it, and it wasn't because of, uh, you know, I was like, wow, I was, I was extremely honored. Don't get me wrong, extremely honored. But I was thinking to myself, you know, I'm going to be paired up with, you know, uh, some, some of my, <clears throat> some of my heroes and and whatnot. And what, what, how can, what can I provide and bring in? Um, am I worthy uh, to be there? And you, you know what? You made me feel very comfortable. You gave me a lot of credit, which I probably don't deserve, but you did. And, and uh, I was just like, well, you know what? I'm going to do this. Uh, sounds like a blast. And uh, it's something I want to be involved with, not just this, you know, the premiere um, of it, but I want to be involved down the road. Uh, and, and with you, Ed, because, I, you know, Absolutely. I think everybody jumping aboard like they did stands to, stands, uh, to you. You know, give credit to yourself because uh, obviously uh, you're well-liked, trusted, and and I everybody that jumped in on this right away was you know thinking probably the same thing, you know this is going to be stellar. Yeah. This is going to be awesome. And, and I, I'll tell you what, our our the venue we we ended up getting was the Three Rivers Conference Center in Kennewick, I, um, Washington, and this this facility can seat um, I, I I know it's over three thousand people, which is huge, you know, and you know obviously we'd love to fill it up, but we just want as many people as possible to to entertain the idea of coming in and just and just hearing the like you said you know the there's such a wide range of different uh theories and ideas and, and everything and it's just it's it's just going to be it's going to be an awesome time and and like i said you know we're going to have our website up very soon we're we're putting it together um i'm looking at it right now as a matter of fact it's just not ready to throw up yet but man this list of speakers in, in a facility like that, we, we should be, we, we should have a very good time. And in that location, I mean, you know, we're talking in the Tri City area, not too far from Walla Walla. Um, you know, Spokane, who who you know draw a lot of people from there. You know, we're hoping to draw a lot of the locals in as as much as we can, because they don't get a chance to go to 
the Ohio Conference. They don't get a chance to go all the way over the coast to the summit. You know, so this I'm, I'm hoping that just by picking this area, uh, you know, we we can help people as well. Ted, this is Gunnar. Hey, I'm yeah. I'm honored to be invited to speak at your conference as well. One, and I think it's cool because I I like like you said one of the cool things about doing Monster X is I get to talk to people that I might not otherwise get to. Uh, uh, I was talking to some of our members in our Facebook group this week, and there's you know there's lots of researchers and stuff in there, and I get to talk to them about. It. I was talking to Vic in Arizona this week about his research, and he was sharing stuff with me. And we we're talking about uh, collaboration versus competition, which is my kind of Bigfoot researcher mantra. Yeah. That is, you know, we can if we can uh, work together and and share information and and. Pe- you know, every time that I run into somebody that isn't, a lot of people are doing things very under the radar. Um, our Tillamook group has a lot of, of information and 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 is doing things the right way. And, but uh, we we don't share a lot of things publicly. We do, like we said, we work very closely with the Olympic Project, and uh, and it's fun to go out and and talk to people that are that are out there doing field research and doing cool stuff and 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 we find when we share stuff collaborate with other groups and other researchers that that uh, our our information uh matches up a lot of times with what they're finding so um it moves things forward very rapidly when you get people collaborating versus competing uh, so it, it's uh i'm looking forward to this kind of event it and that aspect of it to uh, be able to sit down with people that that uh, are doing field research and and uh, haven't we haven't heard a lot from so uh, kudos uh, I know that you know you asked me about we talked about uh, Sasquatch Coffee being a sponsor is are you still looking for sponsors for your event? We absolutely are. We, absolutely we're going to, you know, we definitely want to get as many sponsors as we can who might be interested. Um, you know, we're looking for door prizes. We're looking for, um, you know, financial help, you know, to bring in the speakers and things of that nature. So we're definitely looking for as many, anyone who wants to sponsor, anyone who wants their name out there. And we've got some really cool things lined up to help our sponsors as well. Um, between speakers, we're two large TV screens up on the back of the stage. And Garrett, between speakers, all of our sponsors are going to be, you know, um, scanning through those uh, screens, you know, so people are going to see it all the time. So, you know, we, we want to offer as much as we can. We're going to put it on our web page. We're going to mention it on our uh, Facebook page. So absolutely. And, and also vendor tables. You know, we're going to be looking for anyone who has something they want to come down and, and, and share at a vendor table. We're going to be, you know, on our website has that as well. Uh, a place where you can click on that and go right in and and get the information. That's awesome. So um, I know that uh, Sasquatch Coffee will will uh, have a vendor table there and have a presence, and we're we're honored to be part of the you know be a sponsor of the inaugural um, Bigfoot International Conference. I, I got got to get the name down right. Correct me <laughs> if I if I'm wrong. International Bigfoot Conference, and and we do actually have another sponsor already as well, uh, Creature Replica, with uh, the company that makes those really awesome little miniatures, you know, those little Bigfoot monsters, you know, those are 
those guys, uh, Gene St. Gene and, and Mr. Byers, they, they do such a great job with that that I, I had to invite them as well, and, and they were excited. Um, they said that, the, that they couldn't ask for a better possible possible event to to first sponsor. So we're excited to have them as well. So Creature Replica will be there. Uh, they'll have a booth. Uh, Sasquatch Coffee so far, you know, so those are the two we have so far. But, again, we've only been doing this. We've only worked on this for a month, you know, so we've got a lot of time, and, we, and we're going to bring in more and more and more. This is going to just get bigger and bigger and bigger. Well, Shane and I have already been talking about what we're going to, what our president's gonna, presentation is going to be about. And uh, I know that, that we uh, want to, to do something that, that uh, blows people out of the water. So, um uh, you can look forward. We, we're glad that we have have this much time to to prepare. So, absolutely, and, and I expect no less from you guys. You guys should be blowing people out of the water, you know. And and and, and Shane, you were, you were talking about how I, you know, maybe built you up too much or whatever. And and, I, and I'll tell you, you are literally one of the, one of the nicest guys I've ever met. Um, you know, and, and I I met you at uh, at the uh, Beachfoot Beachfoot, and. Uh, it was just it was just a pleasure to just just hang out with you and and, and talk and, and draw on your knowledge and and I'm and I'm glad that you decided to express that knowledge with with the attendees at the first annual international Bigfoot conference. So trust me, it's well deserved, and I'm excited to have you there. Oh well, well, like I said before, I really appreciate it. Very honored. Uh, I'm you know can't say enough about uh, including me in on this, and uh, we will definitely uh, bring our A game and. and uh, and uh and hope to you know uh collaborate with other uh, individuals and groups and uh <clears throat> and just enjoy the time there cuz it's going to be it's going to be something special uh no doubt no doubt <clears throat> um Ed, I was going to kind of switch gears just a little bit I do want to talk sure. about the conference more but uh what do you do you do any of your own research uh at all and and also what is your what is your view on Sasquatch Bigfoot uh, the phenomena Wow, that's a that's an interesting question, and and I, I kind of had a yeah. feeling that was going to be asked. And it's you know it's funny. I, I asked um, Ken Gerhardt just about the same question. You know, what do you think this Bigfoot thing is? You know, and I'm going to steal his answer because he's so right. You know, it's like well, on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, this is what I think. On Tuesday, <laughs> you know, Thursday, and Saturday, this is what I think. It's it's such a it's such a mystery to me that I that I really I don't know. You know I, I, you know you look at the Patterson film, and you say, okay that that is an animal that has a lot more human characteristics than ape characteristics. You know it has the the hair and it has you know the the brow, the sagittal crest, all that like an ape does, but it still has more human characteristics. So 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 I, I have to go along. I guess if I were cornered, I'd have to say a real hominoid. You know I think it's you know a relic human, basically. So with that being said, I do some research. I, I'm not one of these guys to get out every weekend. I wish I was. I wish I could, but I'm not. Mm-hmm. Um, back in February, as a matter of fact, I went down to southeast Kentucky, and I had an interesting, in, I'll say, experience myself. Um, you know, I'm, I'm very careful not to say that what I saw was a Bigfoot, but I will say that what I saw made absolutely no sense and it wouldn't make any sense for anything else. <laughs> you know, I'll put it that way. So it was an interesting, it was an interesting uh, 
experience. Wow. Uh, do you mind elaborating a little bit more on that experience? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, here's what I, basically we went down there and doing what I do, I get an opportunity to talk to a lot of people. And I had heard uh, five or six different stories from a pretty, pretty tight area down there. And these are people that don't know each other. They've never heard of each other. They're telling me the same story. Their, their uh, descriptions are almost identical, um, depending on, like, you know, one said that she thought it was darker. The other one said he thought it was more brown. Uh, but the one was in the shadow. One wasn't. You know, so it's so taking that in consideration, I found enough that it, it had me curious and I had to go check it out. So we went down, and unfortunately we picked probably the worst day we possibly could have picked, and on the way down, it started snowing, and we ended up getting about, oh my gosh, it had to have been 13 to 15 inches of just ice and snow. It was just wow. miserable. So I get out the next morning, and I'm, and I'm got my binoculars on. I've, I got a really nice pair of binoculars, and I'm looking around, and above the cabin where we were staying, I saw what could have been a trackway. Now, it could have been a deer. It could have been a rabbit, for all I know, but I wanted to get up and take a look at it, so I try to make my way up this mountain, and uh, I am having absolutely no luck at all. Now, um, Shane, you've met me. Um, you know, I'm six foot, you know, 225, 230 pounds. You know, I'm I'm not, you know, the you know the mountain man look, but I, but I'm fairly agile, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I I struggled up this mountain, and at one point I was actually on my hands and knees climbing up this side of this hill, and I heard a very definitive, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It was definitely a solid piece of wood hitting a solid piece of wood. It sounded like two baseball players just hit their bats together is what it sounded like. And I froze. I'm, I'm like, I'm waiting for it to happen again. And after a few seconds, I, I turned around and looked in the direction of which I heard the noise. So I got my binoculars on, and I'm scanning the other mountain on the other side. And... There was a definitely bipedal figure walking down the mountain. And, and I can tell you, as much trouble as I was having in this, climbing this mountain, this thing was having absolutely no problem whatsoever walking down the mountain. Um, it definitely wasn't a bear. Had it been a, you know, bears do occasionally walk on two feet, but they won't walk down an incline like that because the weight would just pull them forward. Um, could it have been a person? Could have been but I don't know how a person would have walked through that stuff as easily as this thing was walking. And it, and I watched it for a minute, and it's so funny because I had a camera right there. I had a camera right around my neck. And, and I talked about this, about the psychology of this, because why didn't I take a picture? And, and in my mind, I was thinking I had to figure out what it was I was watching. You know, what am I looking at? You know, is this a Bigfoot? Is this a person? Um, what is this? So... I um I, I don't know, but it, it walked into a bunch of uh, trees and it never came out the other side. So I don't know if it turned or what, but it never came out the other side. But it was I watched it for probably seven eight seconds, I guess, as it walked down this mountain, and it was the craziest thing I ever seen. It makes no sense to be anything else, but I couldn't make out any detail, so I can't say it was. Yeah, and that's a so it's that's just an interesting story. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but it's a perfectly honest answer to you. you. Don't know what it was, but it it just 
it was, you know, you said it was weird. It was, it was peculiar and strange and didn't make sense. Well, it, it was, it was funny because if, if I were to try to compare what I saw to Patty, Patty's arms were swinging, you know, pretty well. This thing's its arms weren't swinging. The arms were literally straight down to the side, and it was just, and it was just walking down this mountain with no problem whatsoever. And I don't know how that's even possible when I'm literally on my hands and knees climbing the mountain I was on. You know, it just doesn't make any sense in my head. So um, there was absolutely no way I could get over there. You know, the conditions were just too bad. I, I wanted so bad to go over and look for tracks or something else to just, there was just no way I could. It was impossible. And uh, it just, just a, it's just an experience that I, in my mind, I personally believe what I saw was a Bigfoot. But that's just my own belief. I can't prove it, you know. So it is what it right. is. Yeah. Well, no, I, you know, it's fascinating too, though. Uh, you know, coming from you and hearing, uh, and this is what I love about doing these shows. You hear stuff like this, and it just, uh, it, uh, it's just very interesting stuff. And uh, I appreciate the fact that you know you don't go out and scream Bigfoot. <laughs> A lot of people go, yeah. "Hi, right?" I saw, I saw, you know, and you get down to the nitty gritty, and we're well. And say definitively, and uh, and that right. and just exactly. an honest answer though. But that's just the way it is. <clears throat> so, well, trust me, there's a lot of people who want me to say I saw a Bigfoot, but I but I refuse to. I can't. I'm, I'm not going to say it until I know it. And I, even though I feel it, that the odds are definitely in the favor. Uh, I still don't know. You know, I, I don't know. It just didn't make any sense. So. Yeah, I would imagine you may be going back out that way sometime again. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. In fact, I've uh, I've been given an opportunity uh, next month. As a matter of fact, I, I don't know that I'm going to make it, but uh, I may go back down in the same area, which would only be literally ten months after I saw it. So it's uh it's, it's possible that I'm going to go back down. Oh well, yeah, if you do, I'd I know uh, I'd sure love to hear about it, uh, even if you find nothing. <laughs> but just to absolutely. hear of your adventure, that'd be awesome. Um, Got another question for you there, Ed. You know, and this is this is in regards to research. Do you think sure. research is is it's it's moving forward? Do you think we're backsliding, or has research gone stale? I mean, uh, what's your thoughts on that in general? Well, um, I, I'm going to give you an honest answer, and, and it's, yeah. it's probably not going to be one that most people are going to want to hear. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it's uh, I think it's gotten stale, you know, and I, I but I think there's a reason for it. And what we've done as a community is we've managed to alienate each other and turn our views into, and and I don't know any other way to compare it except to religions. You know, we have all these different um, views and opinions. And when you, when you just, when you try to discuss someone else's view, people tend to get mad, you know, and it causes, you know, issues and people get mad at each other and it's just it's we we've got to as a whole we've got to come to an agreement that says okay i may not agree with you but i'm interested in what you have you know if we can't do that we're never going to move forward and that, that's that's unfortunately that's my opinion and, and that's why i'm trying so hard to bring to the table you know i just want people to be open and just just listen you don't have to you don't have to agree with what i say just listen you know and vice versa. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think a big step in doing that uh, it, it it will be on display at the International Bigfoot Conference. Uh, I think this is 
this is going to be a positive endeavor for this very reason is just to to listen and get a variety of of knowns and unknown you know speakers um a, a platform and do you agree with that i mean this conference right. i think that's going to be one of the main the main themes i would say that was the entire focus from the very beginning so we are going to be you know giving we we open the floor to to anybody you know i i don't care if you know if you're you know what your views are if you if you believe that what you think is is real share it you know and and you mentioned it a little while ago you were talking about how you know you you learn from something i think it was gunner mentioned when you know when someone says hey i found i found something odd this is what i found and somebody else says oh i found that too you know if you're not if you're not expressing your views, you're not expressing your opinions. Other people aren't going to hear that, and and there may not be any correlation made. So, you know that that's going to be our focus is bridging that gap. You know that's what we want to do. Yeah, and then you know it it if if you call yourself a researcher or you're an enthusiast or or um, you take this subject even slightly serious, you have to have an open ear. You just have to. You can't be uh, so close-minded. You know, because uh, no one's got a big foot in their back pocket. No one's got uh, <laughs> definitive proof. And there's a lot of stuff out there. There really is a lot of stuff out there. A lot of good people doing diligent work on the subject. And if you're so close-minded and conceited, because it, if if you're not open-eared, you, you, you're basically kind of conceited. You're, you're saying, you know, I, your opinion and your ideas and your findings don't matter to me. Uh, but here, here's what I got to say, you know. Absolutely, absolutely, and it goes back to that. You know, um, I, I don't care if if you believe what my, you know, what my theories are, but if you're not if you're not able to listen to those, how can you grow as a researcher? How can you even call yourself a researcher? Really, you know, you can't because you're too closed-minded to be a, a considered a researcher. You know, um, can you imagine if science did that? You know, I mean, I mean, they kind of, I guess they kind of have on the Bigfoot thing, but in, in other areas, you know, if if they if science didn't take things at least seriously, nothing would have been discovered, you know. Or I don't know, it's like a horrible analogy, but I know what I'm trying to say. I just don't know how to say it. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Yeah. Funny that you. It's funny that you bring up science because that came up, and and Dr. Bender Nagel is very much, you know frustrated with his scientific colleagues regarding uh their their failure to to look into the 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 large amount of evidence uh, you know that exists for the possibility of of a undiscovered species here which we you know call sasquatch or bigfoot so um i think i think it's kind of the same thing as you're talking about you know that I think there's a uh, a way a thing in science now where there's it, there's money involved where it's hard for people to look, go outside the box because you know their part of their research is 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 uh, relies on funding and so you have to toe the line a lot in um, and I've talked to Dr. Meldrum in the past about um, his involvement in in the topic has actually cost him you know personally financially so right uh, it, it's a tough it's a tough deal to to uh and 
and science does, in some ways, science, there was a lot of quotations used in what science actually is, the ideal of science <laughs> versus what science is at this point. You know, this, science is always about exploration and and always challenging the 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 status quo and and advancing our knowledge but there is it has kind of stag become stagnant in that and I think that's uh, a lot of that has to do with with financing and and you know people trying to Absolutely. keep their tenure and stuff like that I I couldn't agree more and I I guess if I had a a message for scientists I would say you know you have to do one of two things you have to one explain what thousands of people are seeing all over, you know, North America and the world, or you have to explain why there's this mass delusion that people are experiencing, one or the other, because there's really no in-between, you know. So um, I, I, I choose to believe that it's not a mass delusion. <laughs> you know, I think people are really seeing something, and, and, it, and it's piqued my interest. Well, the thing is, the delusion doesn't leave hard evidence behind. So doesn't leave footprints, doesn't leave, you know, hair that comes back as no known animal, doesn't leave teeth marks on bones. I mean, so it's not that, you know, it's not, if anecdotal stories was all there was, then it'd, it'd be easier to, to brush off the the idea that they're, that everybody is just having some, a shared uh, hallucination. But... Exactly. You know, exactly. there's all kinds of, of of evidence to support that there's something well, to well, what well, people well. are seeing. So, absolutely, I, I I couldn't agree more. That's that's well put. Ed, where can uh, where can people hear you? <clears throat> uh, where can they find your shows and and hear you? And uh, you know, what's the what's the best way to find you? Great question. Uh, you you can go to YouTube. Just type in under the channel Big Truth. That's uh, B-I-G-T-R-U-T-H, one word. And uh, you'll find not only my shows, but you'll also find a lot of great stuff that Dan Lindholm's doing. He's doing some great research out there in Oregon uh, during your Klamath Falls. And, and I'll tell you what, you're going you're to find some, a lot of really cool stuff there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fast. I mean, you're, you always have great guests and great shows and great topics, and your line of questioning and interviews are you know, top notch, and uh, you know, well, I appreciate I, that. I Thank you. Yeah. Well, you're gonna have tons of stuff down the road here. I'm sure uh, you're gonna be promoting this conference. Uh, Monster X will, uh, my, myself, and and uh, Gunner will help promote it. Uh, I think it's gonna be an amazing event. Do you have any plans though down the road for? Uh, are you are you writing any books? Uh, anything else like that coming up? Uh, I think I'd love to read a book uh, about you know your your interviews and, and the topic of Sasquatch in general. I think it would be fantastic. Well, that's an interesting interesting question. I, I do have one book that I have published already, right. and I, I don't really pitch mm-hmm. the book, unfortunately, um, just because my publisher has a price so high that I feel like I'm taking advantage of people. So I try not to push it too much. So very few people even know I wrote a book. Um, but a, a second book on my interviews, I, I think that's uh, that's an interesting idea. I as of now, I will think about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Call it the, you know. That's a good idea. Yeah, sit down with Ed Brown. I mean, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> sitting down with absolutely. Ed Brown. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it would be. It's an interesting, uh, it's an interesting concept, and I, I, I know that I find it fun. You know, I, and, and I said earlier that 
I truly, truly enjoyed talking to everyone I talked to, and that includes, you know, the the Rick Dyers, you know, the mm. um, team trackers, the you know, th- this is everybody. I, I thoroughly enjoyed talking to all these people, and and you know, Rick Riolo, and and the list just goes on and on. I mean, I I I, I feel like I'm the luckiest guy in the world because I talked to so many people. And I've listened to so many different views and theories, and I just I, I love it. So, sharing that in a book form is actually a uh, it's actually a very good idea. It's funny because you mentioned Rick Dyer, and, and uh, one time we were giving away coffee and to someone in the chat room and womb the chat chat room the chat room and and uh, Rick actually won the coffee and uh, did a big <laughs> YouTube video about it, and then I end up talking to him about it and saying, I should have sent him uh, a bag of, uh, an empty bag. But, uh, <laughs> but I, I'll but, tell you, uh, he, the guy is very Ricky, engaging. I mean, if, you know, it's interesting because he really he's, cool. yeah, he, he's interesting to talk to, that's for sure. Well, I'll tell you, well, you, know, I'll tell I, you, you know, he's he's become one of my friends. Uh, you know, I, I can call him up anytime and just and just chat with him. Um, you know, he he's aware that, that, that I don't feel that what he did was um, was good for the community, wasn't good for, you know, the Bigfoot subject. Um, it put us all in a bad light. You know, he, he's aware that that's my feelings. And But on the same token, you know, you have to look at Rick as what he is. You know, Rick is a showman. You know, Rick is the Barnum and Bailey of the Bigfoot community, you know. So, you know, and I <laughs> maybe I shouldn't be saying this on the air, but, you know, if you – if you kind of if you fall for what he's doing, you know you should be more ashamed of yourself than him, you know. And uh, it's, it's but that, that's just my my view on that, you know. But but Rick's a good guy, you know. You're right; he's very engaging. He's a very very nice guy to talk to, um, you know. But what he did was was wrong, in my opinion. <laughs> you know, you know. I'll agree with you there. <laughs> so. Well, we're we're winding up here, Ed. Is there anything else you'd like to share with the Monster X listeners? Absolutely. Uh, send all the hate mail to Dan Lindholm <laughs> for the Rick Dyer comments. No, um, no, hey guys, I, I've had a I've had a great time, and I appreciate you guys giving me an opportunity to come on the show. And I was ecstatic to use your forum as a as a platform to announce the conference. Um, I'm telling you guys, it, it's going to be huge. It's going to be fun. And it's going to be educational. Um, so September second, third, and fourth, Kennewick, Washington. Our web our web page will be up soon. Um, we're going to uh, be posting all that information in our International Bigfoot Conference um, Facebook page. So make sure you go there, click like. Let's get as many people in there as we can. Um, stay tuned because there's going to be more and more news coming as we go. So um, I thank you guys for the opportunity to share that news. Well, we appreciate that you came on Monster X and, and uh, revealed for the first time the International Bigfoot Conference is coming. So, and you know, we'll be pr- promoting it here. Um, I did want to uh, thank everybody that has, has joined us in on Facebook, in our Facebook group, uh, Monster X uh, Radio on Facebook. Uh, we just have crossed uh, 5,300 members, so... Uh, we continue to grow in leaps and bounds. If uh, you're listening to this program and you're not a member of our Facebook group, send a, a membership request. Look up, like I said, go to Monster X, look up, 
or go to Facebook and look up Monster X, and you can request membership um, and uh, join us in the Monster X community. Uh, again, I'd like to thank uh, our guest, Ed Brown. Be sure to uh, check out his YouTube shows, uh, Sitting Down with Ed Brown and Bigfoot Encounters. Uh, always entertaining and great and a great guy. And I thank you again, Ed, for joining us this evening. My, my pleasure. It's been my pleasure. My pleasure. And with that, we will sign off. This has been a, a Monster X Sasquatch Summit uh, weekend edition with our guest, Ed Brown. And uh, we look forward to talking to you again next weekend at uh, 4 p.m. Pacific on uh, Monster X Radio. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>